Hello and welcome to The Quiz Kids from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Listen to it fizz. Alka-Seltzer. First, fast, and always. Yes, for first aid to fast relief from acid indigestion, headache, and the misery of colds, always take Alka-Seltzer. And now, Alka-Seltzer presents the Quiz Kids and the chief quizzer himself, Joe Kelly. Yes, friends, it's time to have fun with America's famous quiz kids. Say, the old Alka-Seltzer question box is full to overflowing this afternoon with questions about interesting occupations. And as our very special guest, we have Dr. Mitford M. Matthews, who has a most unusual occupation. But more about that later on. Right now, it's time for roll call. Here we go, quiz kids. Lonnie? I'm Lonnie Lundy. I'm 15 years old, and I'm a sophomore in Main Township High School in Park Ridge, Illinois. Sally Ann? I'm Sally Ann Wilhelm. I'm 12 years old. I'm in the seventh grade at Central Junior High School in Elkhart, Indiana. Joel? I'm Joel Coverman. I'm 14 years old, and I'm in 3A at Roosevelt High School in Chicago. Harvey? I'm Harvey Deitch. I'm seven years old. I quit at school, and I'm in grade 3A. And as our guest quiz kid, Karen. I'm Karen Brown, 13 years old, in the eighth grade at Fieldbox School, Toledo, Ohio. You know, friends, Karen was top winner in a recent Ohio statewide contest conducted by the National Society for Crippled Children and Adults in connection with the Easter Seal campaign. As the winner, she has been awarded this trip to Chicago for this special appearance on our program, and we're mighty happy to have you with us, Karen. All right, kids, now here we go with questions. This first question is from Mrs. Judith Andrews of Detroit, Michigan. If a man deals in Boston Bulldogs, he is probably a kennel owner. But what is his occupation if he deals in Walker Bulldogs? Joel. Isn't that a kind of intoxicating beverage, so he'd be a spoonkeeper, wouldn't he? No, no, you're off the track on that, Joel. Lonnie. Well, that would be uh, Bulldogs like Mickey Walker, the famous boxer. He'd probably be a fight manager. Well, uh, that's, uh, that's, that's very, very good. Uh, any more hands up on that? Well, okay, kids. Uh, uh, Lonnie? Well, uh, m uh, maybe 
Uh, well, Mickey Walker, his nickname was the Toy Bulldog. That's right. That's, huh? that's how I... Well, that's a very that. good answer. I, I'll tell you what I was thinking about. I was thinking about the Walker Bulldog, the Army's new T-41 light tank that was named after General, uh, the late General Walton Walker. Well, but the answer you gave me took care of that very nicely, so we'll go along to the next question. Now, um, <clears throat> let's see, Gertrude A. Smith of Los Angeles, California, says that if you keep the occupations of certain literary characters in mind, you should be able to identify the characters who would have used the following items. First, which of the four March sisters would have made the best use of a typewriter? Which one? Sally Ann? I think that would be Beth. Well, let's see. We have some other hands up. Joel? No, I believe wasn't it Joe that was supposed to have written a book? That's right. That's the answer. Joe March. She became a writer. <laughs> Who in opera might have used a sextant? Lonnie. The captain of the Flying Dutchman. Well, uh, can you... Uh, that's all right. Can you give me uh, any particular opera that... Or operetta? Well, the captain of the Pinafore, then, also. All right, fine, fine. That's the idea. And who in Shakespeare might have made use of habeas corpus proceedings? Who in Shakespeare? Lonnie? Well, uh, habeas corpus proceedings, that's, uh, that has to do with law. That would be in the Merchant of Venice, I guess. Well, that's, that's, that's a very good answer. That's right. All right, kids, here's our next question. Now, P.L. Moreland of Milwaukee, Wisconsin, wants us to suppose that three people were discussing their respective jobs. What would their jobs probably be as suggested by each of the songs uh, Howard Peterson will play for us? You must try and get two out of three on this. All right, Howard, let's have the first one. Sally Ann? So he might be an astronomer. Oh, 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 what? And well, smoke gets in your eyes. That's it, so. so uh, well, he might be a cigarette manufacturer. Well, that's right. Karen, what were you going to say, A honey? train engineer. Well, fine, fine. And Joel? Well, the most obvious thing I think would be a fireman. Fireman, very good. And little Harvey has his hand up. What were you going to say, Harvey? Man who cleans chimneys? That's the boy, <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> Well, let's listen to this next one. <laughs> Lonnie? Well, that's why can't you behave. It'd probably be a warden or a guard at a jail. Fine. All right, Karen? A teacher. A teacher. That's very good. Joel? A uh, psychoanalyst. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, say, this is fun, isn't it? And here's the last one. Sally Ann? Well, that is uh, dark eyes. So? And, and uh, well, it might be a cosmetic. Well, now, say you've got something there. Joel? Well, I believe it also was a popular tune uh, by the name of The End of Time, so it could be a watchmaker. No, no, I'm sorry. That does not apply. Uh, that's the title you uh, gave me. This is definitely dark eyes. And Harvey? Could be a hypnotist. Well, now you got, yes, could be, and Lonnie? Well, an oculist or an optometrist. Uh-huh, and then it could be a boxer, too, could it? <laughs> oh, boy. Well, uh, 
Now, before we go on to our next question, here's something to remember, friends. Alka-Seltzer. First, fast. And always. Yes, when you eat too much, when something you've eaten doesn't agree with you, and as a result you feel uncomfortable, uncomfortable with acid indigestion, take Alka-Seltzer. That's right. Alka-Seltzer will be first with you because it gives such fast relief from this common ailment. Always keep Alka-Seltzer handy. Yes, that's a mighty good thing to do, friends. And when acid indigestion causes distress, take Alka-Seltzer. Just drop one or two Alka-Seltzer tablets into a glass of water. Instantly, that glass will begin filling up with thousands of tiny, sparkling bubbles. Now, Alka-Seltzer is ready to drink. You'll find that it's pleasant and refreshing, that it leaves a fresh, clean taste in your mouth, and how it acts fast to reduce the excess gastric acidity that causes your distress. Why, you're feeling better almost before you know it. Yes, Alka-Seltzer will be first with you because it gives such fast relief from the distress of acid indigestion. Always rely on Alka-Seltzer. Sold by druggists everywhere. Now, kids, since we're on the subject of workers today, try this question about workers in the bee colony. Uh, it's from Bob Stewart of Tucson, Arizona. When a bee returns to the hive with a good supply of nectar... How does she tell the other workers where the source of the nectar is located? Harvey? Well, she does, does a dance. Well, well yeah. When, the, when, when the, there are two types of dances, the round dance or the wiggle-waggle dance. Yeah, the wiggle-waggle, yeah. That's... like the rumba. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and, well, when the, she does the round dance, that means that it's less than 100 left or a hundred yards away. Uh -huh. But when she does the wiggle-waggle dance, then she, she, t she tells when, how, how many times she does the dance over and over again, and that tells how, how many yards or, 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 or miles away it is. Uh -huh. And to tell in which direction it is, they use the sun. If she, if it's, it's, it's going toward the sun. She runs up the comb, and if and if it's it's away from the sun, she goes down the comb. Mm, and then and then and then and if it's right or left, that she goes to the left of the sun or the yeah. right of the sun. Well, fine, fine, Harvey. <laughs> That's good, Harvey. Now, let's see, where are we? Or, I mean, uh, oh, here we are, yes. Uh, <clears throat> Mrs. Mary Jo Peterson of St. Paul, Minnesota, sends in this question about men who were leaders. Can you tell us what type of group each man led and name the section of the country to which he led them? All right, the first one is uh, Stephen Austin. Uh, Karen. He led a group into Texas. He what, uh, honey? He led a group into Texas during the Western Movement. That's right. As a matter of fact, what uh, the capital was named after him, uh, and the capital of Texas is what? Austin. Austin, Texas. That's right. How about Marcus Whitman? Karen again. He was a missionary in Oregon. And he led his group to where? Oregon. Huh? All right, fine, fine. Now, say, by the way, folks, uh, I'd like you all to remember that Alka-Seltzer gives away wonderful awards every Sunday afternoon. When a question is answered correctly, the Alka-Seltzer Award is a fine Zenith Transoceanic portable radio that gives worldwide reception no matter where you are. 
It's really a dandy set, one you'll be proud to own. On the other hand, when that question is missed, the Alka-Seltzer Award is a Zenith television set or a large console Zenith radio phonograph combination. The uh, television set is the Zenith Buchanan. And believe you me, it has everything. A new Super Range chassis to ensure the ultimate in performance. It has the sensational built-in picture magnet aerial, single knob automatic tuning, and the glare band black tube for clearer pictures. The large console radio phonograph plays all types of records and has AM and FM radio. Now, if you would like to try for one of these fine Zeniths, send in a question for our radio program. Address your questions to Quiz Kids, Box Y, Chicago 77, Illinois. Now, children, here's a strange-sounding quickie from Gene Richards of Miami, Florida. If a hogger on the high iron had a deadhead tallow pot in the crummy, who would have what and where? <laughs> Sally Ann? Ooh, would you read that over so I can figure it out? I most certainly will, Sally Ann. If a hogger that's on not, the high... What? That's an engineer. Yes, on the high iron... Well, that would be the main line. Main line world. had a deadhead... Tallow pot. Well, that would be uh, a man, uh, tallow pot to fireman. Yes, right. That'd be a fireman who was riding, but he wasn't doing any work. That's right. He wasn't on duty. And in the crummy. That's in the caboose. In the caboose. <laughs> That's right. Good girl. <laughs> That's very, very, very good. Well, now, say, right here, friends, I, I think we'd better do a little checking with Harvey. You know, last Sunday, as you'll remember, Harvey read a wonderful letter sent to him by Monty Ritchie of the J.A. Ranch in Texas, offering him a little brown coat. Well, Harvey's father said yes when Harvey asked if uh, they could have a horse come live with them. <laughs> and so that started us off on a naming contest. You remember? Well, we're all going to help Harvey name his little brown filly with a white star on her forehead. And uh, Harvey, how about it? Are the folks sending in their suggestions for a name? Oh, yes, a lot. Yeah, oh, well, fine. But you haven't decided on a name yet, have you? Oh, no, I'm going to wait till they're all in. Then I'm going to decide. Oh, that's the ticket. That's the idea. Now, folks, we want to give Harvey all the help we can. So you can send in as many names as you think of, but make it easy for him. Remember, Harvey's going to select this name all by himself. And it'll be easier for him if you send in a separate postcard or letter for each name, see? Uh, and we don't have much time to do this. All your suggestions for a name must be in the mail before midnight, March 12th. Now, uh, Harvey, do you want to tell the folks where to send their name suggestions for your little colt? Oh, yes. The, send them to Quiz Kids, Box Y, Chicago 77, Illinois. That's a ticket. Yes, sir. Quiz Kids... Box Y, Chicago 77, Illinois. And um, now, Harvey, the, the makers of Alka-Seltzer are going to uh, have a big prize for the person who sends in the name you like best, aren't they? Oh, yes, they're going to send... They're, they're going to have a Zenith, a Zenith television set or a Zenith console radio. R radio. Whichever they uh, uh, want. Want. That's the idea. Oh, boy, say, that's wonderful, too. And if you happen to pick a name sent in by several of our friends... Are the makers of Alka-Seltzer going to let you award more than one prize? Oh, yes. Okay. Now, remember, friends, the Western colt Monty Ritchie is giving Harvey is a little girl colt, a little brown filly with a white star on her forehead. Now, you can think up a dandy name for her. I know you can. So send those names 
to uh, Quiz Kids, Box Y, Chicago 77, Illinois, before midnight, March 12th. Now, that's uh, when the contest closes, one week from tomorrow. And say, Harvey, oh boy, I have another surprise for you and the Quiz Kids, too. You just wait till you hear what's happened since last Sunday. Oh boy, oh boy, <laughs> it's really something. But we'll have some more questions here, and I'll have to tell you about the new big surprise a little bit later on. So here we go with more questions. Now, uh, E.S. Leonard of this city gives employers this new slant on hiring a stenographer. You kids are to state the qualifications of a good typist uh, by using um, terms or phrases suggested by the typewriter itself. Now, come on, let's have some. Qualifications, state the qualifications of a good typist by using terms or phrases suggested by the typewriter itself. Joel? Well, she shouldn't be off-key. That's the idea. That's a good starter offer, Joel. Lonnie? Well, she should, her head shouldn't be a blank space. <laughs> <laughs> That's the dandy, too. Now, can, how about you girls? Can you thank you, Juan? You have to state the qualifications of a good type of... Sally Ann? Well, uh, she might have a ribbon in her hair. A ribbon in her hair? That's the idea. We're going along fine here. Lonnie? Well, she has to be the type that you're pretty sure you're not going to release right away. The type, release, I get both of them, that's wonderful. And uh, can we think of any others? How about you, Harvey? No. I know what you've got your mind on, that little uh, cold, haven't you? Uh-huh. Well, all right. Now, uh, we took care of that very nicely. You know, it's about time to uh, ask our special guest, Dr. Matthews, up to the microphone. But before I introduce him, here is Bob Murphy. Alka-Seltzer. First, fast, and always. Take Alka-Seltzer the next time a headache makes you miserable, cranky, and cross. Yes, friends, when you see how soon you feel better, Alka-Seltzer will be first with you because it gives such fast relief. It's always dependable. Alka-Seltzer is easy to take, pleasant tasting, really refreshing. Now, here's all you do. Just dissolve one or two Alka-Seltzer tablets in a glass of water. Then drink the sparkling effervescent solution. See how fast Alka-Seltzer can relieve your headache. How dependable it always is in bringing you this relief. And here's why. Alka-Seltzer's pain-relieving agent, sodium acetyl salicylate, is already dissolved when you take it, and therefore ready to go right to work with Alka-Seltzer's effervescent fizz helping to speed relief. Remember, you must be pleased with Alka-Seltzer or your money back. And we know Alka-Seltzer will be first with you because it gives such fast relief from the pain of a headache. It's always dependable. Sold by druggists everywhere. And now then, uh, for our special guest, uh, you know, most people these days want to get everything done in a hurry, but not our guest today. He has spent 25 years patiently gathering material for just one project. And the results of all his effort are now rolling off the presses of the University of Chicago Press. And here he is, the noted lexicographer and author of a brand new dictionary, Dr. Mitford M. Matthews. <laughs> Welcome to our classroom, Dr. Matthews. Thank you, Mr. Kelly. I'm enjoying my visit here a great deal. Well, good for you. I understand this is a very unique type of dictionary you've compiled, Dr. Matthews. Would you tell us something about it? 
Mr. Kelly, Americans have been coining new words and phrases for more than 300 years, ever since the settlement at Jamestown. There are now more than 50,000 familiar words and phrases that have been added to the English language in the United States, and we've put them all into a two-volume historical dictionary entitled A Dictionary of Americanisms. Well, by historical dictionary, do you mean you've actually found early examples of all those words and phrases? Yes, I do, Mr. Kelly, and if you don't mind, I'd like to try the quiz kids out on some of these words and see if they have any idea of how they originated. Well, you go right ahead, Dr. Matthews. All right, quiz kids. First, let's take the type of side whiskers called si- burn sides, or as we sometimes say today, sideburn. How might the term Burnsides have originated in American history? All right, Joel? Well, this is a guess, but could it be that the Civil War General uh, Ambrose Burnsides wore them? That's exactly right. <laughs> well, All right. Where do you think the phrase uh, Ananias Club uh, came from? All right, Sally Ann? Well, Ananias was... Uh... Oh, he, he was a liar, and uh, uh, he sold some land, and he, he didn't give it all into the apostles, and he was struck dead, and so uh, I guess they got the liar's club from that. That's exactly <laughs> correct. <laughs> now I'm going to give you the names of five groups of people. Only two of these groups originated in the United States. Can you pick out these two? Here are the groups. Roundheads, uh, Mavericks, uh, Cavaliers, Johnny Rebs, Huguenots. All right, Lonnie? Well, Roundheads and Cavaliers were English, and Huguenots were French, so the other two must be American. Uh, Mavericks and whatever the other one was. Johnny Rebs. That's fine. Good. Say, uh, I noticed little Harvey had his hand up there. You suppose we'd better ask him what he was going to say? Good. Harvey? Harvey? I, I, I was going to say Mavaliers. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, those are certainly very interesting, Dr. Matthews. Uh, and I was just thinking, I, I'll bet you ran across some very amusing ways in which American words originated. Uh, won't you tell us about a couple that you found most interesting? I'll be glad to. Teddy Bear alludes to Teddy. That is... Theodore Roosevelt. One of the quotations in the dictionary says that Clifford K. Berryman, a noted cartoonist on the Washington Star, drew the picture of a bear cub in 1902, and as a joke on Roosevelt, in in allusion to his fondness for hunting big game, called it a teddy bear. Well. The other word that comes to my mind in this connection is ukulele. This word was introduced into the English language in the United States. But we obtained it from Hawaii. In Hawaiian, the word means flea and was first applied to the musical instrument by natives who thought the movements of the player's fingers on the strings resembled the quick hopping about of a flea. Uh, ukulele means flea, huh? Well, what do you know about that? I hope our friend Arthur Godfrey is listening in this afternoon. <laughs> Say, by the way, Dr. Matthews, I, I see you have a copy of your dictionary with you, and uh, I've been wondering if the expression uh, quiz kid is uh, in there. Oh, I'm so sorry. Quiz kid does not appear in this dictionary, and I don't know how we missed it. 
The expression quiz kid has certainly now become a part of America's vocabulary. I'll tell you what I'll do, though. I'll make sure it's in the next uh, revision. Well, you, see, you see, when I compiled the original edition, I didn't know I was going to be on the Quiz Kid program. Oh, no, <laughs> Dr. Matthews. <laughs> well, this certainly has been a most interesting session, Dr. Matthews, and uh, we thank you for coming to see us. Thank you. I've enjoyed being here with you and the Quiz Kid. And we look forward to your first revision of the Dictionary of Americanisms with Quiz Kid in. Goodbye, Dr. Matthews. <laughs> Well, here's our next question, kids. Clacia Curtis of Chicago points out that the original work of many famous composers has later been rearranged and orchestrated by other equally famous composers. Can you identify the two composers thus connected with each of these selections? And here's the first one. Lonnie? Well, that's Mussorgsky's pictures in an exhibition. Right. And, of course, that, that was originally written for piano, but the common version today is orchestrated. I th about uh, ten people have orchestrated it. The most famous, I think, are Ravel and Stokowski. Very, very good, Lonnie. Very good. Now, how about this one? Lonnie? Well, that's R Rhapsody in Blue by George Gershwin. Right. Which was... Uh, Orchestrated by Ferdy Grofay. That's a boy, Lonnie. Nice going. Nice going. Uh, Mrs. Lawrence Spears of Hutchinson, Kansas, wants you kids to imagine that mythological characters were acting as stand-ins for certain Hollywood stars. Which character would probably be the most likely stand-in for the following uh, movie stars? Lassie, for instance. Karen? Cirrus, the dog star. Uh, what is that again, honey? Cirrus. Well, uh, you're on the right track. Uh, let's see if we can clear that pronunciation up, uh, Lonnie. Well, serious. Well, I have Cerberus on my card here. Is that what you meant to say, Karen? The three-headed dog in mythology, wasn't that it? Ah, that's right, uh-huh. And how about Trigger? Sally Ann? That would be Pegasus the winged horse. <laughs> well, I think you find that's Pegasus, honey. But that's the right answer. <laughs> now, Donald Wilson of San Francisco, California, is familiar with the three B's in music, Bach, Beethoven, and Brahms. But he wonders if you can explain to him what is meant by the three B's in cooking, braising, broiling, and basting. Karen? Um, boiling, you boil something until it comes to 212, and... All right, how about braising? Ba braising, you, um, brown it in a, in a covered pan, and then you cook it. Well, and, and uh, that's all right, and how about basting? Basting, you keep, you pour the juice off the meats and keep pouring on top of the meats again. That's very good. Now, let's see what Sally Ann wants to add to well, that. Uh, going to say the same thing, only for the uh, basting, I was going to say where, um, well, it's kind of a preparatory for some other kind of cooking that they do. Well, that's, that's all right. It's, uh, I thought maybe you two young ladies could clear us up on the cooking department. Well, there's our bell, and uh, are you all set for the uh, new big surprise, I promise you? Well, sir, we're going to hear about it in just a minute. Meantime, here's an important message. Did you take your one-a-day brand multiple vitamins today? 
thousands of people did, and so protected themselves against vitamin deficiency disease. Lack of vitamins pulls you down, steals your normal pep and energy, makes you look and feel dull and listless. Why take chances? Protect yourself against vitamin deficiency disease by taking one-a-day brand multiple vitamins. Low in cost, yet no finer vitamins are made at any price. Sold at all drugstores. Ask for, and be sure you get, one-a-day brand multiple vitamins. Well, kids, you all did fine this afternoon, and as usual, you will each receive a $100 defense bond from the makers of Alka-Seltzer to help you with your future education. And we were especially happy to have you with us, Karen. You did very well, and I know all of your friends are proud of you. Now, don't forget, folks, your uh, name suggestions for little Harvey's uh, little girl Colt must be in the mail before midnight, March 12th. That's just one week from tomorrow night. So send those names along. Send them to Quiz Kids, Box Y, Chicago 77, Illinois. And now, oh boy, here comes the new big surprise. Listen. As I said, Harvey, earlier, uh, a lot has happened since last Sunday. First of all, Mr. Glenn McCarthy, owner of the fabulous Shamrock Hotel in Houston, Texas, heard you read your letter from Monty Ritchie about the colt. And he decided right then and there that your beautiful little Texas filly should be presented to you on good old Texas soil. So guess what? Mr. McCarthy has invited you and the entire Quiz Kids program to come down to Houston to get the colt. And we're going. Yes, sirree, all of us. We're going to get aboard a big Braniff International Airway DC-6 and fly down to Houston, Texas. That's right. Our Quiz Kids program, by the way, friends, of uh, March 25th, that's Easter Sunday, will originate from the beautiful Emerald Room of the Shamrock Hotel in Houston, Texas. Now, isn't that something? Uh, can't you just see us out at the airport waiting for them to call Braniff Texan Air Flight, getting on the plane, flying down to Houston, meeting all our good Texas friends, and, of course, being with Harvey when he meets his little pal for the first time. What do you think about that, Harvey? Oh, that's fine. Well, I should say so. It's going to be wonderful, really something to look forward to. Now, as I said, all this will happen on our Easter Sunday broadcast, March 25th. Now, next Sunday, we'll be here in Chicago, as usual, and we hope all you folks will be with us. And between now and then, friends, buy Easter Seals. Remember, Easter Seals provide medical care and vocational training for the handicapped. And now until next Sunday, this is Joe Kelly dismissing the quiz, kids. Goodbye, kids. Goodbye, Bye, Joe Kelly. Kelly. Listen to the quiz, kids. Coast to coast every Sunday afternoon and see and hear Alka Seltzer's Quiz Kids television show on NBC. Consult your local newspaper for time and station. This is Bob Murphy speaking. Theater Guild on the Air presents Hamlet today on NBC.